Namaste, welcome everyone to Satsang this morning. Welcome, welcome. Welcome all who are joining us via broadcasting for today's Satsang. We have quite a number of groups from around the world who um, usually, when we have um, gatherings like this, retreats, uh, many people uh, come together to watch together in different parts of the world. And um, I'm aware of that. I was given a list of them, and it's, it's always uh, so um, happy feeling for me that we are all actually an extended sangha during these um, satsangs. So, greetings to all of you. If I have a chance, I'll, I'll look at the list of who you are later. But um, thank you uh, uh, for being with us today. Very good. In the grey? In the yes, you. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Thank you. Thank you. So, I wanted to ask something. Um, but what was it? <laughs> mm. Are you asking me? What? Yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Yes, it has actually that I forgot it has to do with this. Um, I, I, I heard you mention about the burping up, uh, and I have this constant burp that won't stop, and I was, I don't want to take it home. The burp. The burp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But if it is, uh, if it is uh, burping out things which are not. Um, in support of your natural happiness and peace, it's good. Breath burped out. Um, you, did you make a sound when they come out? <laughs> no. So it's fine. No? no, but it's a loud noise. Oh. In my head, so oh, in it burps head. inside. Um, yeah, yeah. Like yes, brain burps. <laughs> brain burps. <laughs> Does it hurt? A bit, yes. <laughs> Yes. But after, is it good? Yes. And then, then, then it's good. <laughs> we have to have this attitude about so many things, no? We can find, or it is really the mind, not the heart, is finding some objection to that. It's the little things that sometimes mind will pick, pick on. You know, when I'm saying mind, you know what I'm speaking about the ego mind. Yeah. That that it will pick on little things, if you are inclined to a sort of psychological or personal kind of self-consciousness, the type that makes you feel you know uncomfortable with others, then it may pick on little things like that, you know, and that this will only make you more uncomfortable. You see, if you are staying and living life at that level, at that level meaning to be identified, you have to come out of identity. We really do, you know. We may feel that even in my identity is useful for what I have to do, 
without identity is going to be more useful for what you have to do. So don't give the ego too much of a, you know <coughs> veneration. It is not really <coughs> a state. There was a time when we, you know, it was it is unavoidable up to a certain point. But how fortunate that in your life you have come to a stage where you can begin to see with some distance that egoic tendencies, and some may still be hanging around. But you know, I wouldn't be if there are little, tiny things you can overlook. As I said, you know, when I made an example, that even the moon has spots in it if you look, but it doesn't take anything away from its light. So if small things, some things you have to just believe them because they are just very small things. If you go too much into them, then it, the mind starts to grow some roots there again. So, but generally speaking, if you see that there are some tendencies that you know, don't justify them. Don't feel you know, yeah, you know, but you know, they have a right to be here. Actually, don't look at things in that way. More that. You know, it is your nature to be free, and uh, you know, even knowing this, and even when you are mm, awake, in the true sense, you still things from time to time must come. They will come, and it's good and necessary for them to come because you will use them to to sharpen up, to not become complacent. You know. I I see the. The burp, I can I can see it, mm. and from that place it's uh, it's okay, it's no problem. But during the invitation, then when you say, "Isn't it a relief?" then it's oh, not. Okay. <laughs> not that really. No, then I hear the burp really loud, and I think, oh. "No, it's not a relief." I want to know about this burp. What kind of burp you are having? <laughs> Because normally, even a physical burp, you know, it may have some relief, no? What kind of burp? Yeah, that's 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 why I'm surprised as well. That there's no end to it. No, it's no relief. It's just a constant. But uh, but what happens apart from burp? <laughs> what what anything moves? Is it something as is, is um, reduced like or something? Waves of <coughs> gibberish. In my mind. Uh -huh. um, and the burp is what? The burp is the coming up of the noise. Uh -huh. ah. So it's not that they're being burped out, they're N just having a burp themselves. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. There's never a dull day, is there? No. <laughs> okay. okay. <coughs> then in that case, I'm inclined to say to you, don't think too much about it, because my that kind of ego mind grows on attention. You know, the more you feel you have got this problem, the more the problem seems to be. Sometimes, no? um, these are not uh, dreadful things. Uh, maybe uncomfortable, looking for an opportunity. To grow more deeply roots or something, if you can put it like that, you can also ignore it. As you say, it's not that anyone. If you're sitting next to someone, they're not going to notice your burp, are they? No, I no. hope so. No. 
then also you don't notice it too much, if you can, you know? Yeah. Mm. Because uh, all kinds of um, things come up in this body, you know, lots of different, uh, uh, also from the mind also, body-mind, little idiosyncrasies they come. And largely you'll find that the more you are returning to yourself, if you want to put it like that way. It's, it's only a working word for now, because as you recognise the Truth, you just acknowledge, but this has always been, this is the stable place, this is really Myself. You know? And speaking of journeys will not feel appropriate anymore, you see. Um, but until then, and even sometimes after also, any little thing comes, there's a living body and uh, body-mind movements, and they come. But it's not that they come, it's that they don't create disturbance in you. You see? And that's not to do with them, that's to do with your attitude also. Hmm. You really win when the psychological or ego mind becomes insignificant for you, when its play becomes insignificant for you. You follow that then? That you know, the one who is going, oh, this and so many things have to be in place before they are momentary okay. And this is you are entrapped by 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 this this um, this behavior and pattern. You see, you gradually see it's, it's nothing. As I said before, you come to a stage where it's not that you don't care, uh, but more that you don't mind. Things come, they go. Not a big thing. And you will start to notice how much we speak about insignificant things. But you will notice them when you are coming out of them yourself. You see? Like after uh, this retreat, um, maybe tomorrow, as you move back into the general play of life everywhere, you will probably notice how, how noisy we live. And how much unnecessary interaction, you know, verbal interaction happened also. And you will notice that for a time, until perhaps your own mind gets pulled back into that stream. But not necessarily. It may happen that somehow your mm, your love and respect and appreciation of your inner being is so much stronger that uh, it's not that you get pulled back into the noise but more it, you don't take it that uh, take it in that much and you retain that uh, silence as soon as you're free in the sense that I've been pointing out uh, you won't matter so much it will take quite a bit to disturb you can you be disturbed? Yes, uh, little ripples, and you will allow that. You will not feel, oh, I was disturbed. No, something can come, a momentary, and it's gone. But nothing will so much, you know, live and grow in a negative sense in you. You see. So I would advise: don't give it so much importance. You see, because the more attention goes to it the more you start to slowly identify 
that something is wrong with me and this type of tongue. It is not like that. Nothing is wrong with you. Thank you. There's something else, but I w maybe it's inappropriate. I don't know. You decide. Um, uh, there is somebody here that I don't know, but I think he wants to ask a question. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I think we have. Uh, have you been talking to somebody? No. No. Well, it's quite likely you are right. <laughs> Yeah. It is inappropriate, is it? A little bit. Uh, yes. It's a bit funny. It's a bit funny. Yeah, yeah. I'll leave it then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Please, yeah, yeah. I'm very sorry. No, no, don't, don't, don't go too far with that. That's okay. fine. That's good. That's good. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. You are the pointer, and you're, you're, a, you're a prophet, the God. I know you're helping so many people, and myself included. It's been a journey, as everyone's journey is getting here. But the relief has been found from you, and... Um, Probably one of the greatest things that you've told me is that my heart existed long, long before my mind. <laughs> and I thank you. Yes. You know, I was a zero when I was a baby. And then I was picked up and ran with, you know. And then when I could stand, I, I started running too. You started to? Running Run. with my ego. Yes, yes. And it got the best of me, you know. And luckily I was able to be introduced to you. And I'm just so grateful. I just thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, let me try, but you will come after the, the man will come. Okay. Thank you okay. <laughs> for letting me come. Um, when I woke up the second time this morning, uh, there was a story in my head, and it really, really, really needs to be told. And it is about a bear, it's about Mama Bear. And Mama Bear is raising her children, and she's cuddling them and feeding them. And, 
And then she, she shows them how to fish and find the berries. And, and she has this signal she makes when danger is about to arise and she sends the, the kids and they, they have to, uh, to sit on a tree. They go to the tree. I actually saw this on TV a long time ago. It, it happens like this. And then when the kids are old enough, she will make that signal and they will go and sit on the tree. And then she turns around and she doesn't come back. And what the kids have to do is they have to not listen to what she told them before, that they need to stay on that tree because they will be very, very hungry up there after a while and they will go down and get their food. Yes. And I think it's an amazing story for all of us who need to let go of somebody or something. Just needed to tell that. And, and Guruji, please, can you pray for my trust? Because I'm one of those who tie themselves to the tree, you know, and, and I'm almost, I'm almost seeing it totally. And then I kind of back off and... Uh... Mm. Whatever is backing off, whatever is experiencing and relating to these uh, images, um, is also perceivable. But somehow life has to teach us again that we can observe things. It has to teach us again that we can observe ourselves more and to convey how important, how powerful it is to learn to observe even our reactions. When you learn to do this and start to experience the, the power in it, then these things will automatically flourish in you. Again, life finds the opportunity to introduce, uh, not to everybody on one sweep like this, but somehow there is one sweep of humanity here. I am pointing out again that we all need uh, to learn and will deeply benefit from learning to observe more than to go with our reactions. You see? The more you observe, the less you enter the noise uh, so quickly. When I asked and pointed to check in first, and here is empty, zero. Yes. When you check in, get used to checking in, uh, a sense of stability develops or we return to a kind of centering, which it seems many people uh, don't experience. Uh, we are so much uh, in our 
actions, interactions, reactions, and less into observing. It's almost as though observing is given very little importance. Very little importance. Even many people who discovered great, had made many great discoveries, had to come out of that silence, being silent and staying in your silence, and not let your attention be pulled away by the mind stuff or you know, mind flow. And that simple thing you know, is re-establishing your stability, your groundedness, your natural trust, your confidence, openness, and so on. Well, I, I heard you say that before. Mm-hmm. You can imagine, mm-hmm. and I've I've been I've been doing this, mm-hmm. and then what happens sometimes is extremely that it feels like the whole world is starting to to I don't yeah. know what. Yeah, observe that also. Oh, Ob- observe <laughs> that also. You see. That topsy turviness of everything, observe that also, but don't don't log in, don't log in. Sometimes we are too quick to then start to to try and do something and to fix things, yeah. but a greater lesson uh, has been missed. The more we pull in, because remember, identity grows in the reaction and the action and the interaction more than in the observing. If you are quietly just Paying attention. At first, when I speak about observing, sometimes people think it's like just watching the show. No, it's not just watching. It's also watching the watching also. Please take a little moment or so to, to really feel what I'm saying inside you. It's not just watching the show. Because if you're watching, after a while you'll see something and feel pulled into it. But I'm saying, not only watching the the traffic of mind and thought and feeling, and outwardly and inwardly, no, be aware of them, no, but be also aware that you are aware of them. And that may feel, oh, you lost me there. I can be aware of things, but uh, to somehow be aware that you are observing them. You know, that may take a little getting used to, because we are unused to it. As soon as you get used to it again, you'll be so, whoa, you're so out of it. You're so out, you know. So at a certain point, you can do both. I gave an example one time when I was a little boy at school. Someone came, one friend came and showed me a picture. I used to talk about this a few years ago. I'm going to speak about it now. He brought the picture, and uh, at first, I'm sure some of you know this picture. Um, and I, he said, "What do you see?" It was like a black and white kind of drawing like this, and I spoke about it. What do you see here? And what I saw was like um, a white kind of vase, like so, just white ceram- white vase, with a black background. I thought, well, come on, 
you know, what's there not to see? It's a white vase and black background. And I, he said, yeah, what else do you see? <laughs> I don't get what do you what you want. It's a white vase, black vase. It's the most simple thing. He says, come on, look, look. I'm looking. Yeah, what's this? I mean, you know, it's a white vase, black background. He says, can you see the two faces? I said, get out of here. What two faces? It's a white vase, black background. Then says, concentrate. Look from the black to the white now. Whoa! Wow! That's amazing. I could see two faces identically facing each other. No? I said, that is amazing. Where do you get this type of thing from? No? You know? Like suddenly two faces appeared, but they were always there. Okay? It was a kind of optical, what they call optical illusion. No? First, I could only see vase because that's what whatever that was the that was the first image I saw. So I always remember this, and now I say sometimes you observe you observing something. You think, yeah, okay, I'm observing that. Then I ask, you are aware that you are observing this thing. You are also aware of what is the environment of the awareness like. You know, at first. What are you speaking? You know, I can only see these things going. Look, tuk, 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 tuk. what is that? What is there? Yeah, but you are aware that you are watching them, that they are being watched also. Yes, I'm aware that I'm being, they are being watched. Can you just be the awareness itself? You see, and then somehow some people say, no, I don't know. That's just so hard. I mean, all I see is this. All I see is. What is gay? What do you do? Then gradually focus on the road. Then focusing happen. A little bit observing things is a bit like that. That you become much more aware of the environment of the seeing itself. When that clicks into place, you see, then you will not be so easily sucked into the traffic that is appearing in you. That is the beginning of uh, preserving your space and your peace. And the more you look like this, at some point you can let the whole world, because if you don't, you'll find a lot of times you're trying to control the world. You have a picture in your mind of how things should be, and things have to be put into place. And if anybody disturbs them, whoa, big trouble. You see, because that's what you need for things, your world to feel right. And now, gradually, you'll come to see. No, no, you can do whatever. It doesn't matter. Whatever shape it takes, I am fine with it, because I'm fine inside myself. And that is very important uh, to uh, develop this observing, even if it is your feelings. If you feel like I just don't have any trust, or there's no patience. Don't just keep saying that. Yeah, I have no patience. I have no patience. Observe your impatience when it comes up. Something wants, but there's an awareness of that, and the awareness of that is not that. See if you can gradually something also by habit feels that's too hard. I can't do that. 
see, observe that also. Or the impatience, or the reactions to saying, and gradually you see that some space opens up inside your heart, that you can clearly know the difference between where you are and what you are perceiving. And that's very important. Thereafter, you will experience more and more peace. You can let life be more. You can let people be who they are more, rather than don't like them because they are different from you. Can you follow? Yes, when you have discovered your own centeredness, you can allow the world to be whatever it wants to be. It's not that you don't care, you don't mind also. And you allow people the freedom to be even false. Like I say, you're free to be free and you're free to be bound. Just let things be. Very few people can do that. Just let things be. If they are letting things be, it's because they don't care. I'm not saying don't care, but don't mind. Then you are very present in life, you are very present in life, and very effective also. You contribute by your very positive energy, your very centered presence. You are touching the lives of people without touching them. So it's very important, this thing. You start with telling me a story, no? It's a very nice one. And it triggered another story for me, if I can share with you. Can I share the, the, the little one? Okay. You like stories, huh? Uh, uh, so <clears throat> in a certain park in the in the town, and there's a, a park, people go there for lunch and it's a very nice park. They lived uh, like uh, like a family of squirrels. You know squirrels? They are another word they have for them. Chipmunks, maybe? But the family, but squirrels. This is an English story, okay? So <laughs> the family of squirrels they live up in the canopy of the of the trees, lots of trees, like a forest there. They live there. But um, from time to time people come to feed the ducks and things like that. And sometimes they come and they throw peanuts and stuff for the squirrels. And some squirrels come and they come and they they, they learn to take the nuts and they run off and like this, no? But one of them, one squirrel, is he's coming closer and closer to the people. He's coming up. At a certain point he's even taking from the hand the nuts. And people are like, Oh, look, look, come. Like this. It's big fun. Huh? So this is going on now. The other squirrels, they are a bit more shy. They watch from tree. But this one is coming, taking nuts from hand. So one morning, uh, early in the morning, a man came in the park, to the foresty part of the park. And he goes there and he starts by throwing bread for the ducks, like this. And then he started throwing one few nuts around. And then the screws they come, they pick up and they run off. They go off with them. And then this one is coming, he's putting one there. One nut there, boom. And the screw take it. Then he put one right here. 
this. Then he puts this one. He put his hand out. Screw take. Like that. Put another one from the back. Come, come. Screw, come take it. Screw, come. Grabs him. Oh, uh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> There's always one or two. And, oh, no. no. It's not going to turn out to be squirrel soup, okay? So, then we come back. so we grab the squirrel from the like you do with cats. You know, hold him, and he take his rucksack off the back, and he puts the squirrel in there on the back, and goes out quickly to the park before anybody could notice. No? in the back, jumping bag, <laughs> and he quickly makes his way. He's not living far from the park, so he goes there. He gets back no, to his place. He has a garden, small garden, big oak tree at the end of it. And he takes the squirrel and he makes a knot and ties a knot, like a string around the neck, strong one. And then the other end, he gives him like almost the length of this platform. He ties the other end to a brick, like a stone, but a brick. And then he leaves him then. And the squirrel, for the first, Few days, he's jumping around, just you know, trying to get away. Cannot get away. But over the course of time, the man comes home from work. He brings him some nuts, <coughs> gives him some milk, put it down there, you know, and the squirrel you know, he gradually comes, and then he takes nut, eats the nut like this. And over time, you see what happens. He became more tame. And now, after a few months, even all day, he's alone. Then he hears the gate opening. Then gets even excited. My master is coming home. Yeah, milk and peanuts. Very good. So this is the life now of squirrel, and it goes on: spring, summer, autumn. Winter, spring, summer, autumn, winter. But what happened now? The neighbors next door they got one dog. They brought a dog home, and this dog is a Doberman. You know Doberman? Yeah. Okay. The Doberman is living next door now, and the Doberman there's a little hole in the wooden fence, and the Doberman. Goes, looks there, and sees this squirrel eating his little nuts and things like this, and the doberman starts, boom, poof, against the fence, and whoa, 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 the little squirrel is, you know, and the doberman, you know, and then what happened? The squirrel, out of sheer fear, runs to the end of the garden, like this length, and climbs up the tree, pulling the string and the brick with it. That's how afraid he is. Huh? Up, up, up to the top of the tree, <laughs> looking, you know? But he cannot stay because of the brick. It's pulling, pulling. And he has to come back. So, so far, what's happening is he was free in the beginning, hmm? and then he got caught because of trusting the wrong people. Then he gets caught, he gets trapped, tied to a string, 
given food and become a little bit habituated to this new life of getting nuts, not searching for nuts, but delivered, and milk, regular, like this, until the Doberman come. Doberman changed things altogether. Crazy dog, hungry and angry dog also. Okay? Hmm? So when the Doberman come, Doberman represent what? Uh, the, trial, the trials and tribulations of life. The Doberman is there. Squirrel is not happy anymore. He's very not living in the unprotected. Whenever the Doberman gets crazy, the life goes too mad. The squirrel runs up the tree, which is its nature. He goes to pray. Help me, please help me to get out of this. Please take the Doberman some other place. Leave him. He's praying, but. Uh, he cannot stay. He's run up to the tree because that is his nature to go to the place where he feels safe. And the tree is up there, and the string the, he cannot stay. So he has to come back down again. You see, that is his bondage. That is his tendencies. You see, come. So again, he has he's there, and this life is coming on. And every time the doberman sees him, he's crashing into the fence. And what is happening? The wooden fence. Is breaking more open every day. It's opening, you see. Poor little squirrel, you know, we think, oh my God, what's going to happen to this poor little squirrel? There's nobody else. The owner, boss, whatever it is, is at work all day, and there's no one else to protect the squirrel. Then winter comes, all the leaves from the trees are gone. Then spring comes. And late spring, all the leaves are coming back on the trees around. Then one day, squirrel is sitting there, and then he notices, look up, and way up there in the canopy of the trees, he sees squirrels dancing, spring summer dance, jumping like monkeys across the branches and flipping with joy and just going around like this. And the little squirrel, captured squirrel, looks up and is really ah at first he's like, wow. But in that moment something primal is felt inside. Like this was my life. He had forgotten his life. I used to do this free. Dancing in the canopy of the forest. And he's overwhelmed. It's like the big shock to his system. Then, as the squirrels went on their way, the family of squirrels is left now with his little peanuts on the ground, string around the neck, Doberman for a neighbor <laughs> sitting there. And a great sadness comes inside his heart. He began to see, but this is my true nature. My true nature is to be free. He pushes away his peanuts. He's so frustrated, and so such sorrow come. What is what life is this? I've exchanged this, this life, for this life, you know. So he's feeling very very sorrowful. So one day the squirrels come back, and the wise squirrel amongst the lot. Looks down and sees this little tiny squirrel with water and 
feels compassion for this girl. And then he looks and he says, Come, come. They start to go down the tree, into the garden, walking, walking up to the squirrel. At first, the squirrel is kind of, oh, like, don't hurt me, don't hurt me. They're coming, 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 coming. You see, like this. And what happened is, he's very afraid. He thinks he's going to be attacked also. Hmm? But they start to pull at the string, to tear the string open, to set him free. You see. At the same time, Doberman <laughs> looks through the hole, sees now like sort of twelve squirrels in the garden, <laughs> feeling especially hungry and slapping his lips. <laughs> and it's a real crazy scene, can you imagine? And everybody's frightened. But the squirrels, some of them run, but the others are staying. Pick, 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 pick. And the Doberman, wah, and the, the fence is opening. Now there's an opening. He's coming now for them. And just as he, wah, again, the fence broke open. And the Doberman, wah, you want to hear the end of the story? <laughs> I've never seen you so attentive before. I mean, my God! I mean, for one whole week, I'm trying to get this level, this level of attention. <laughs> my God! Anyhow, <laughs> so this. The Doberman has broken through the fence, and now he's coming at them, salvating. <sighs> no, at the last moment, the last bit of string snaps, and all of the squirrels, including the the captured one, up in the tree. <laughs> Guys, come. <laughs> Okay, today we call this Walt Disney Satsang. Okay, okay, okay. Everybody up in the canopy. Can there be any squirrel as happy as this one? As the freed one? Ah, you're so happy. After the others have gone and they're up in the tree, forgot about dog and everything, he's just ah, tripping out on joy, blissed out on joy. No? And then life gradually returns to a kind of normality. Is there blah 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 blah? Then come one winter comes, and it's very cold. The leaves have fallen, and there's no not much nuts around anymore. And this squirrel is sitting up in the branch. He goes into the old place, looking the, over the old house. Reminiscing, I used to have home delivery on nuts. <laughs> Those were the days. <laughs> so the wise squirrel comes and bites his tail. <laughs> I know what you are thinking. Have you not learnt, no? 
this is how you became captured. This is how you became captured. This is not the life for us. Our life is to be free, to have difficult times and beautiful times, but always free. And then the little squirrel is very grateful and remembers like this. Okay? So, <laughs> you know this is not just about squirrels, don't you? <laughs> Good. Okay, I say no more about it. <laughs> Very good. Thank you. I love you so much. Yes, thank, thank you. you. Thank I love you. you. Love you also. When the the little squirrel. And uh, looks and saw this family of free squirrels up in the canopy. Hmm? What it represents, you see, they he became aware that it's free. Freedom is his own nature. When he become aware, freedom is my nature, and I can visibly see. I'm reminded visibly. It is my experience now to witness. Freedom in action, no? Yeah. Then sadness come. Freedom is my nature. Then sadness come. You see. Okay. Yeah. <coughs> Namaste. Namaste. Thank you. Yeah. Um. I had the uh, great good fortune to meet you uh, first in Lisbon. Ah, yes, yes. And, uh, yeah, a lot of, so much gratitude. And uh, <clears throat> then I discovered uh, your Simpler Than Simple video clip. And that's just so touching, you know. So I'd just like to confirm now. Yes. You know, that, yes. And, uh, right now. And so as things are, it's. So here I am, standing. The senses are working. Hearing's functioning, seeing, and it's all happening naturally. You know, it's uh, nothing needs to be done for that. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just after when I can seem to like jump in and take ownership, mm -hmm. <laughs> and say I'm seeing or I'm hearing, but there's nobody, there's nobody doing that. You know? Yeah. No. And then there's, uh, yeah, then there's a wider perceiving, wider perceiving of, you know, sense and subtle, subtle thoughts, energies. And it's just, uh, yeah, it's just like a effortless flow. Yes. You know, and it's uh, in this moment. It's not like there's anybody, it's not like there's anybody seeing from the, the heart, it's just like kind of openness, you know? Yes. Yeah. Openness. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I can't feel any, any barriers in that, you know? Yeah. Any barriers, like, where's the boundary? Yeah. Where, where, where is the separation? About the thought activity yeah. that also appear, yeah. huh? are they, how are they in their behavior? Are they sort of, um, uh, 
um, harmonious, agreeable thoughts, or are they thoughts that of judgment sometimes, of anything like this? Are they very personally oriented, uh, like, like thoughts like this? Because you seem not to mind. Mm. Mm? Uh, the, the great thing is, the really amazing thing is that um, <clears throat> where I'm living, um, well, I live above uh, alcoholic. Alcoholic and noisy neighbors, you know? Yeah. Drug addicts also. But uh, bless them, you know, they're doing their best. Yeah. Just trying to be happy. Yes. You know, like anybody. And um, so, uh, in that situation, you know, like sometimes quite a bit of anger can come. Yes. Frustration. And yet there's all, like, there's a place for that, you know? Yeah. Just to let it flow, you know? Yes. So now I've got to the point after Lisbon, I just feel my heart. Um, God's will be done. Yes. And everything can just come and go. Yes. And uh, I just feel like so touched. <laughs> <laughs> That's but wonderful, that's, you know, man. You know, that is so, wonderful because, in yeah. fact, uh, it's good to have some uh, physical examples of uh, what it's like because I wanted to check in because, again, from what I understand you saying, is that after it, you know, somehow through the video spoke to you, you could see also that, uh, wait a second, you know, uh, okay, the senses are here, I'm awake, the senses are functioning, uh, seeing is happening, you know, I didn't get up in the morning and had to turn on each sense, you know, one by one. Automatically all of them come into play. That is the marvelousness of the body and consciousness. It's just happening, everything happened by itself. So all the senses are coming to play, and even mind, you say, the mind come also, and uh, these thoughts and things are coming also like this. And I'm simply, uh, a wider space is here, with even more and more subtle thoughts, they're all just functioning, and I'm aware of all of them. And uh, yes, uh, I, when I ask, what are the quality of thoughts that come to visit you? And you say, well, they can be different ones. Are there any that are not nice? And you gave the example. I also live just above uh, people who are alcoholics, and they can be, of course, testing neighbors. Maybe a lot of noise and so on. And sometimes anger may come. Anger could come. But I give space for that. And I also I don't uh, put these people down because they are also searching for happiness. They have a right to their life. And but I have to find my life in this. And so you give space. Yes, sometimes I'll feel angry, but not all the time. Sometimes I'm not. And you have somehow, somehow managed that uh, without putting any great effort or struggle to find a harmony in your life at the same time. That is something very good because. If you are strongly identified with your person, you may start to get really angry, start to complain to the police about getting these people moved, and there's a lot of options depending on what kind of mentality or personality is living in this house. But here we are hearing from someone who is not that you live in some, you know, little cave in some distant without neighbors. You have testing neighbors. And uh, but uh, something inside 
is okay when I say it's okay with things. Sometimes when something comes, then inside maybe something might go, but because there's distance there, it also, something is, I'm okay with that also. It's only natural. If somebody steps on your foot and you go, ow! And if they step on your foot and you step on your foot and they go, shh. No, that would be unnatural. So, you, life comes. Action reactions happen like this. But what happens is that uh, nothing is leaving a deep footprint inside your consciousness. That is very unusual. Yeah. When you come to that level of kind of neutrality, not you don't care, but you don't mind. What is this you don't mindness? It's a very widening of consciousness. Amazing, you see. Is there anything else you'd like to say about that? Because I, I love the. Um, you talked uh, last time in Lisbon, well, often about the Ninja Winja. Oh, yeah. Ninja yeah. Winja. And uh, <laughs> yeah, right after Lisbon, I, found, I felt the intuition come out really strongly. Yeah, the key to that is gratitude for whatever yeah. is coming up, you know, and it's just like a wind. Yeah. Blows through, yeah. and uh, I just say whatever comes, you know, I'm just gonna throw myself into it completely. <laughs> yes, 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 yeah. yes. You know, this is within a certain context. This is as beautiful, uh, I would say, example of how life can be lived. No, there's one more thing. This is beautiful to go with the flow. Go with the flow is fine. But also to observe even the one, if there is one, the one who is going with the flow also. If the one who is going with the flow is a person, like as good a person, when people say, This is a good man, yeah? This man is a good man. You know, he doesn't get angry easily. He has space to listen to you. He's always seemed to be even-minded, even-minded, uh, calm in nature. You know, will do what he can to help you. All these very good person, very good person. Yeah, I just feel uh, such a value in having people around us that can, uh, as you say, rob us, rob us, and uh, yeah. keep us honest. You know? Could you say again? It's good to have people who can rub us, you know, like robust. Just because people don't love us the way we want doesn't mean they don't love us, you know? Yeah. It's like, you know, it's, um, yeah. There's a guy called Jersey. Yes, yeah. And he's also, uh, yeah, real helper. And, um, I would put yeah. it that you would be very fortunate to have a friend like this. It is true. Anybody, anybody would be very, very blessed to have a friend like that. But I want to go one more step, as I say, that if there is any identity also like this, you can hmm, you can be aware hmm, that there is even 
if there is, say, a tendency to be nice. Yeah? Sometimes we have like, you know, some people are nice, hmm? but it's not completely nice. It just cannot not be nice, because it can be just a, a fear of not being nice. Sometimes we can have all this as well too. I'm just, I'm just going in to scrape out the corners. Yeah, maybe some people can be nice. I was giving an example one time. You know, that some people just have to be nice. You know, so if somebody accidentally runs over their cat, they'll go, "No, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay." You know, so. Uh, so I don't mean nice. It means that you cannot say, "Look, I'm so angry. I'm so frustrated by this." We have to be nice, also, because that's another thing, also. And but that has a different vibe to it. You've got a very generous heart, and uh, you know, some a very unique quality is to put yourself in other people's shoes, and so you can say, "Yeah." But it's okay. Like it's all right. Of course, we make mistakes, and you know, you're quick to forgive. But you know, we scan ourselves. The one who is in the state of meditative consciousness, you scan your inner environment to find if there are any seeds that are not true. Also, and also, you who are scanning. You're aware. Is this scanning something personal? Is it a person looking to see if there's any bad personal seeds? And this scanning itself is being observed. You with me still on this? That even the looking to see, you know, is not because there's someone here saying, you know, like I need to be really good. No, it's just a scanning. And here is what also. Is it person? Is it personal or impersonal? It feels impersonal. Yes. Yeah, it feels impersonal. Yes. And then this is what the sages have done. It's not. They're not even concerned about even just be good. It's good is good. It's great. But scanning to see that even any idea of personhood just. They don't have a problem with it. They're not saying, "Oh, you're a person." That's really no. They, it's the consciousness cannot help it at a certain point. It just scans, and you know, whatever comes, also whatever come with the strong eye flavor in it. You know, I don't like this. You know, it's seen immediately, and it's somehow discarded. That energy is not given space to grow. You know, now. Uh, that may come later, but uh, to meet someone who has this generosity of being, that also is rare. Usually, we have somewhere where there's some button that uh, you can press, and the sirens go off. But generally speaking, you know, it's not to catch people out; just that the one who is really drawn. To awakening, or just naturally, uh, whose mind is uh, is one with their heart. Uh, this is rare. Be in the company of such beings. Be in the company of such beings. 
and there's gratitude. Uh, and uh, yeah, don't know what more to say, really. It's, uh, when you mentioned gratitude, actually, I felt it in you, and I feel again how we spoke. Because one time I say that even if you're feeling low, feeling, you know, and your energy field feels a bit contaminated or something like that, you know, you can again. I recommend just to start to say thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Mm. At first, maybe you feel nothing. At first, maybe you feel a fraud. You know? Because what have I got to thank for? Look how I'm feeling. The mind is going, <laughs> what have you got to be thankful for? Look how life is treating you. You know? What are you thankful for? But go past this noise. Say thank you, thank you, thank you. And like this, just say thank you, thank you, thank you. And see what happens. See what happened. Yeah. Just do it shortly. Thank you. And try to do it with feeling, and quickly you change uh, your energy field very, very quickly. And you may even come to start to feel uh, things start to come up for what you can be grateful for. You could probably go on for a very long time. Just say thank you for it. Just thank you, thank you, thank you. And immediately. Your, your, the energy field of the mind and the being is changed. Why so easy? You didn't have to go out and practice being a better person. No, just gratitude will change your aura field like that. So these are simple things. I like sometimes to point to simple things, but sometimes simple exercises that remind you. Because I don't have a lot of things to tell you how to be yourself. Just little tweak, tweak, tweak. Okay, good. Huh? Little acupun- spiritual acupuncture. So look how you feel. Yeah but, yeah, but I always feel like this. I know this is natural. Just where the attention is, or something like that. Then some more deeply rooted tendencies, then these you can catch much more easily. Or you can leave that. There's nothing at all because you're back in the height of your true nature. You see. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's you know it's um, it's easy for, for us to co- it's easy to come here and think that uh, oh I'm going to get a piece of Muji's light, mm. but uh, it's all the light and light me light anybody this. Naturally acknowledging, and um, it's a natural connection. It's not getting. It's a, yes, yes. Um, yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've said enough. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you and so much. Too. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Wonderful. Okay, come, come, let me hear what you have to say. In Spanish. Spanish. Ah, coming. It's coming. Okay. 
Muchísimas gracias por hacer tan fácil el camino. Muchísimas gracias por hacer el camino tan fácil. De una manera tan amable. En such a lovely and kind way. Eh, hace años, eh, sin yo hacer nada, sin yo ser eh, partícipe de ello, eh, empecé a, a sentirme como colocada en otro lugar. No sé cómo explicar. Es como observaba la vida, observaba eh, los cambios en mí, pero yo eh, es que Many years ago, um, out of nowhere, I started to observe the changes in me, mm. and this was happening through the years. La vida era más fácil, todo era más fácil, eh, todo iba cambiando. El, el amor sentía mucho amor, mucha paz, pero no era, no es. Entendía, perdón. Everything was easy. The love was just happening, and I was just understanding that this was going on. Mm. Entendía la palabra paz con la verdadera, el verdadero significado de la palabra. I understood uh, peace as the real meaning of the word. Y sé, y sé que estoy cuidada por la vida y que la vida es... Pase, a ver, es que estoy nerviosa. I'm a bit nervous and it's, it's okay, take your time, okay. no? Voy a volver a, a estar. I'm going back to, to me. Porque quiero que las palabras sean de verdad. Because I know that the, I want that the words that are coming are true. Yes. Good. What is the truest thing you can say right now that is inside your heart with you? Amor. Love. La vida era la misma, todo ocurría pero la, yo, eh, la que lo observaba, no reaccionaba a, a, como reaccionaba antes. Estaba, era como, mi mente estaba como en paz, era como que, bueno, es una sensación física, ¿no? Como que había silencio en mí. So, it was... Uh there were moments of immense peace yes. and there was silence in me and this peace was being felt yeah. through y en, me. Y en ese estado soy capaz de ver lo que ocurre sin yo ser afectada. And in this state, I'm able to see what's happening without oh. being affected. Oh, yes. Pero ocurría que en ese cambio había personas que me decían quiero, quiero la paz que veo ahí Through, through these changes, there were people who were telling me, 
I want that peace that I see no. there. Yo no podía dar nada porque la paz la tienen, la, yo le decía, la paz la tienes tú, tú eres igual que yo. And I couldn't uh, give or say anything because the past, the, the peace is, is in you, I cannot give it to you. Y sobre todo lo que quiero decir es que no hay nada que hacer, que, es, es, que ocurre sin, sin tener nada que ver en ello. And I want to say that there's nothing to, to do that is something that is just there and just happens without doing anything. Well, I want to speak a little bit about that. Okay. You see, because uh, the peace she did not create. No? Yeah, the peace. You put your headphones on again? She doesn't, she doesn't have the headphones. Ah, really? Ah. Ah. Yes, help her with that. So I wonder if you will get this part because I'm feeling it to be important, no? The peace she did not create, she did not do something and then ah oh, now I'm peace. The peace is here already. Actually peace fills the whole universe is peace. The whole universe peace does not need people to be peaceful. Peace is, you know? Life is no, so uh, the peace is there no. Now, what can obstruct or interfere with peace? The peace is there. Uh, even peace itself cannot be disturbed. Peace itself cannot be disturbed. Hmm? But uh, the 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 one who is experiencing peace can be disturbed. You follow? Peace cannot be disturbed. But the one who is feeling, I want peace, just be peaceful and thank you. And the one who experiences peace, this one can be disturbed. Now who is this one? A mixture of mind and being with the body. The identity. Identity implies I entity. Who is the I entity? Well, let's take a look. The body is here. And in it, an intelligence is here, which is alive in the body. The life force is alive in this body. When the life force leaves the body, we say, person is dead. Meaning, the life force is gone. Life force and an intelligent principle is in this body. This intelligent principle and life force we call consciousness. It is consciousness in this form that announces itself in the body with the vibration, I am, I exist. When you say I, it represents consciousness. You say I, consciousness. I is not person. I signify consciousness. I am, 
I consciousness am. I consciousness exists here. That's what I mean in you. But it got converted because there a belief came, I am the body. That was one of the first, uh, the belief, I am the body. You can say this is the fall from grace a little bit. No? Yet it was something that is meant to happen. The I, which is consciousness, becomes me, the I-me person, meaning I am this body, and whatever conditioning and environmental influences come, shaped an identity called me, which is my belief, my conditioning, my tradition, all of this grew on top of the basic I am consciousness. The I am consciousness did not go anywhere. It is the root, it has to be here, behind the mask of the I person, is the I consciousness. But this is a living mask, because it is made out of belief. And that is how the sense of the person comes. Sri Ramana Maharishi he make a statement which I want to share again today. When he say the I removes the I yet remains the I. Some people go, What are you talking about? How many eyes are in here? What does he mean? The eye removes the eye, yet remains the eye. I will explain. The eye, the natural intuition, the signal of consciousness, the eye consciousness, removes the I-me impersonator consciousness, the I-me person, Okay, removes that, or transcends that, and again remain in its natural Uncontaminated I amness. That, he say, is the paradox of awakening. The I which you naturally am, when you say I, it denotes consciousness, the godly presence. I am. It never leaves you. It never leaves you being you who. You are He. You are that. But when you feel you have personality, then the consciousness feels like it's something belong to you. But this you don't exist apart from belief. And this is one of the most challenging things to communicate in the human consciousness at first. Because we become so habituated to believing that we are the I me person, the consciousness became personal when it is in fact impersonal, you see. That is its power. The more you're waking up to it, when I ask you to observe, but with some detachment, you come naturally to feel the environment of your true self. Which is peaceful and kind and open 
it is not confused. You know, it has no war to fight with anybody. In fact, it is very generous and kind, compassionate, and wise also. If you hold a strong idea in your mind, you see, it's like if I were to ask someone, if you go to the van outside, could you bring me my glasses? Or if you go to this room, could you pick up my, my glasses? I need my glasses. And you say, OK, you go to the room. You brought my glasses back. I said, uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. What is the, the colour of my curtains? You probably don't know. Was the, was the carpet clean? Uh, was there carpet? I don't know. What was the colour of the bedspread? How many windows in the room? No, because your mind is focused on an intention, and so you are not very present with everything else. You are just with your intention. And some people can be holding on to an intention very strongly, and you don't see the whole. And we are doing this all the time. Because the nature of the egoic identity is it always is on some journey, always is on some mission, and is not conversing with life in a natural way. It wants life to move out the way, so it gets what it wants. This is a handicap. This is a distortion, you see. When you move in your wholeness, you can also zoom in on something without losing anything of your wholeness. But if you go with your smallness, it's very difficult to expand into your wholeness. So again, Ramana's statement, the I, the natural feeling I, that denotes consciousness. And the consciousness, not in its highest form, actually, in the highest, the supreme one, it doesn't. We can call it pure awareness. is a very good. Many people like this term because it's more neutral. It doesn't have too much spirit, religious significance. And some people feel awkward with religious phrasing. I don't. You know. So I will call things God, or pure consciousness, or pure love, or truth. It's all fine for me. So in that purest of the pure, that does not have anything to overcome. It is never other than itself. But when it shines, the seed called I in the world, the world was created for that I am consciousness to taste experiencing. But in order to do that, a tendency happened to identify with the instrument in which consciousness will work, and the feeling I become. I am this body, I am this person. And with that consciousness, that is also consciousness too, but its range is very small. Its range for love is very tight. When you return to your natural state of consciousness, you don't find anyone your enemy because they have a different colour, or they are from a different religion, or from a different country. Because you are expressing from universal consciousness. And that is 
natural and is the nature of human beings. The rest is a corruption due to the fact that it got converted or hypnotized into taking on a lesser state called a person, you see. This you must outgrow. The thing is that once the consciousness has fallen in love with personhood, it's very difficult to convince it to come to return home. It starts to imagine that it's going to lose something special or precious. Whereas in fact what it loses is a chance. And those of you I don't know who you are, in whom these words are somehow being transformed into spiritual essence, you will find your way. You will find your way. For everyone who comes here, there is no reason why your life will not rise up to a higher standard, to a more, more harmony, more lovingness, quick to forgive, um, positivity, compassion, some wisdom. You should grow. You will expand a bit more out of the grip of personhood. There's reason there's no reason why not. Unless you are stubborn. And there are some people stubborn like a donkey. They come and I say, well, why you come? But such is the world. Okay? But if there is in you the resonance that what is being pointed to, you can relate to that. You can continue to be open to it. You are not being given a bunch of sweaty exercises to do. All the exercises are pleasant and simple. They are, in effect, like giving you a spiritual mirror in order to perceive a reflection of your true Self. So to the extent that you are open, and that you have a yearning to come closer, or to meet, or to merge with the God-Self, or with consciousness, if you prefer this word, or with the, the Tao, or whatever way you want to call it, or with the essence, or truth, uh, or the natural mind, whatever name, doesn't matter for me. An intelligent one knows it's all synonyms for the same one. In fact, the one I am speaking about is beyond name. It's also beyond time. Time says, all that you see, all that you believe, all that you imagine, all that you remember, all that you perceive in any zone of time, time says, all these belong to me. Time is saying, all these things belong to me, time. I eat them. I eat all of them. The only thing I cannot eat is that from which I came, pure consciousness. That eats me. Everything that 
is of name or form will be subject to change. All that is existing, available to the senses and the mind, there are clouds passing. It's fine. You will come to see and be grateful for changefulness. I am only pointing this out so that we give up the idea that you can make permanent what is by nature changeful. If you are searching for permanence, you must find yourself, your real self, not merely personality. That is my good news, and more than good news, invitation and possibility. If you hold on to your, you know, a rigid perspective, maybe some idea you have about how things should be, you are free to continue believing. If it works, it works. It doesn't work, it doesn't work. I am not here to convert anybody. I am like a mirror put in front of you. Then you may look in this mirror. I'm very happy to see you. It's the first time I see you. Y para mí el estado de ansiedad. Hablas de vacío. Yo siento como una totalidad, un grande, un amplio, amplio vacío todo a la vez. For me, the meaning of the isness is the totality. Yeah. Because I totality feel uh, this vastness all over. Totality is beautiful. Vastness, beautiful. Yes. They are not words that are pointing to objects, but to pure subjectivity. Yeah. So these, when you are coming uh, to, into the fullness of your understanding, you will use you are left only with words which are not words of objects they will not be able to convey you will start to use words like emptiness vastness the unborn awareness space like imperishable Perfect. And it's so beautiful to see that in this space of the isness, yeah. we're all the same. I'm the same as yeah. you, yeah. you're the same as me, and yeah. we are all the same here. Yes. Not only the same, one. Not only same, one. I say one, which means that superficially, in terms of uh, expressions, can vary, but essence is one. You see? Yeah, because the power, which I call the God power, 
that manifests all these beautiful beings, all these manifesting, each thing, every petal on this flower is unique. Yeah, and yet one. If you could reduce, boil down all things to one thing, that essence, it will be one DNA as pure consciousness. Now, I don't know what that effect will have inside you. Everything is only to show you the unity of existence, yet it is perceived in such diverse ways, and sometimes such distorted ways. When you discover here, you will naturally know the unity of all things, and you will be yourself the unity. The unity appreciating the unity. Consciousness loves the company of consciousness. También desde este desde este estado también es yo siento confianza confianza que todo se da se es dado no es una confianza verdadera. And from this state, I I trust that there's a I trust that there's trust, and that that trust is a true trust. And he's here. Yes. Y una intuición de hace años de de no miedo a desaparecer como cuerpo por saber que que voy a seguir estando ahí en ese hermoso lugar, ¿no? And I've been having this intuition for many years as that there's no fear of leaving the body because this unity is is going to be. Yes. Lugar que no es lugar es un estado no sé cómo decirlo. In a in a place that is not a place that is a state and I don't know how to say it. Even now that state exists here. Even now, all this is existing in that natural state. We have to don't wait for the body to be taken. Yeah, when that time comes, it's not yet. While you are in this body, find this state also. Sí, y yo eh, tengo mucha eh, cercanía a la muerte por en el, mi trabajo y en muchas ocasiones al ver el, el la persona morir yo sin, en mí por ejemplo mi madre cuando se fue sentí un eh, alivio alegría yo eh, como and because of my job I am very close to death and and recently my mother passed away and i was feeling joy and happiness era certeza certeza de que estaba en paz no sé cómo decirlo la certeza de que ella estaba bien estaba mejor i was feeling the certainty that she was in peace that yeah. she was better that she was okay yes it's beautiful like in countries like india in people they love their families very much but more important than to prevent someone from dying, more important is that they are free. It's not oh, we can preserve the body for as long as possible. No, that you are free. 
that when it's time to transition, when it's time to let go, that you are free. Not just at any cost holding the body, you know, for as long for a biological life. No, but that you are free. And why wait till then? Live free. Live free. Then when whatever death death may mean, or die free also. You see? But live free. Life is for freedom. In vida también se puede estar libre con alas. Bueno, en, en vida estando aquí. In, in life, you can also be free with uh, wings and be free in life. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. Very good. Y una pregunta es: ¿se puede, oye, es importante eh, que las personas antes de irse sepan que se les va a sedar o se van a ir? One question. Is it important that a person before leaving the body knows that they're going to be sedated to, to leave? They're being sedated to, to go. To assist, yes. uh, you know? So yes. they know to assist the, the process. It is good if, they, if you feel they wish, they want to know. Some people want to know everything that is happening, and some they don't care about that. You know? Um, if you are being sedated, then normally most people would want that, that the life force leaves the body in a peaceful manner, than in a stressed manner, isn't it? Mm. So some uh, take uh, are sedated uh, to make uh, their passing much more, much less of a uh, traumatic uh, incident. I feel uh, death is a, a lot more dramatic in the mind than it is in reality. We are living with death even while we are alive. You know, actually, we are dying all the time of, of not just uh, so many ideas and feelings, relationships and things. We are we are old timers at death. Uh, things have to die, but uh, the particular idea. Of being separated from our attachments or something like this, or for the sense of the end of consciousness as created in the mind, this is what creates much terror, you know. Uh, but uh, every night you go to sleep, deep sleep, you leave everything you know, you separate from all your attachments. Even attachment to your own self, you will leave everything. No? Why we go into a state, a death-like state like that? Suppose we were brought up to feel, yes, every night you're going to you're going to deep sleep. You go to your bed. The people wish you happy death tonight. It's only another concept, no? No, happy death, darling. Why not? Hmm? Uh, the term is different, and also we expect we go into a state of complete emptiness because we expect to wake up. You see? So then, okay, good. See you in the morning.
Y complet, completo vacío sin sueño. Complete emptiness without sleep. Yes. Porque el sueño es pensamiento. Because uh, sleep is thought. Yeah. It's complete emptiness also you experience in waking state. Even with mind. Can I say like that? Even with mind, you know, you could be the one who knows. No, no, never mind the mind. You know, there's nothing. It cannot disturb the emptiness. You see, if you think emptiness is like not even, not even whisper, no? that's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, emptiness? No, empty means that uh, you are not. Uh, Swept away, your attention is not pulled all over the place. Uh, you are self-aware of of yourself, not personally, of course. Uh, that is empty enough. Then, how oh, wonderful! You can move in the world, converse with every kind of person, and you are empty. In fact, it's the only way you can converse with everybody is if you are empty. I say it again because it's worth it. Is the only way that you can converse with everyone is if you're empty. Because the minute you touch something, you become something. Then you don't like this type. You're not ready. If you're empty, you can meet the universe. Are these words too big for you to hear them? I feel we are speaking into our, each other's heart. No, she knows also. Porque es diferente. Como estoy hablando ahora, como estaba hablando al principio, porque no estaba en en donde tenía que estar. Because it's very different how I'm speaking now as how I was speaking at the beginning because I was in a place I was not supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. Good also. Yeah. You can start just in a little bit after you find no, you cannot use those words. She actually said actually, can I stop for a minute and just come back? Yeah. Sometimes the mouth is going too far. You just say, stop. You know, be back here. Then speak from here, you see. Something pure. Mm? Get used to it. It's very nice. Mm? Sometimes your life can begin at thirty. Okay. Yes. Come. Your life can begin at forty. Your life can begin on your deathbed also. Mm, I, my testimony, like I have some similarities what, with with what she told, and when she was speaking, mm. um, I realized that I have something like she was like for me talking about two states, like two the states, person, the person state and the peace peace state. And I wanted to know, like I have also some some people talk to me and they say when I'm next uh, near to you, I I feel in peace. And now you wouldn't say that, but um, so I want to know if the the realization is to find out that you are that that I have to identify myself. With that peace part, and then the other part will merge. Do you know what I mean? Okay, you have to identify yourself with the peace side, with the peace nature, and then 
what what will merge? Like the the I me will merge into that without the egoic. Uh, I'm going to put it like this, that once you recognize, because there's no transferring from one account to another account, it's uh, you recognize that uh, the mind, uh, the play, everything that you perceive through mind, in terms of name and form, even feelings and thoughts, sensations, images, everything is an aspect of mind. That what I am referring to as the self is not touched by any of that. It is not cynical about anything. In fact, nothing can exist without it, because it is the perceiver also, and the cause of the creation of those things. But it itself is not a doer. It's not doing anything. It's not changing this is uh, the most uh, the highest understanding and it's not a mental understanding it is a knowing it's not i know something i know the self it's not an i there's no i that know the self i am the self i am the self is not a belief I don't have to say, I know the Self, to be the Self. I don't have to say anything at all. Whether speaking or not speaking makes no difference. I am that. All is that. When I say, I am that, I don't mean, I personally am that. I means that. It has been resolved here, that that is what is here. The sense of the person, it has some echo inside. I can speak about my childhood. I grew up in Jamaica, lived in England, and stuff like this, you know. But I can't catch hold of that. It is like a. Um, it's like I say, when now the sun is here. Sometimes you can see the moon at the same time as the sun, but nobody pays attention to the moon when the sun is here. So my person, my mind or person, is like looking at the moon when the sun is here. You see? If I speak about it, it must be because something in there might be useful to make an example. But I'm not living there. It exists somehow. Uh, this thought or this memory is there. But it is not significant here. I mean like that, you know? So, um, I, when I say to you, I am zero, if you start to count, I say, please count from, you know, to ten, you start one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You will not start zero, one, two, three, four. I am zero. What I am, I'm putting. Of course, I'm not putting it some mathematical, you know. I am at the place of zero. When I touch one, I become something. I'm okay with the seeming becomings and unbecomings also. I have a sense of uh, 
my relationships with people, in my dynamic aspect. This is also the play of the dynamic uh, activity that is uh, playing here. But it is happening inside the vastness of my non-dynamic self. Now, I don't know how you are going to understand, but I feel that you can understand intuitively. I don't have to make a diagram about it. I feel you, some of you can understand intuitively, because you can relate now from that place. You see your true position, actually. If somebody goes, OK, so what are you going to do next year? When you co- are you coming back to India? Are you going to come to Hawaii or something like that? Uh, and uh, <laughs> Maybe what I can say, Inshallah, if God wills, it's like that. But I'm not waiting for something like my breath. I'm not preparing for five breaths away. I'm not connected with the last breath. Uh, like there is just a space, there is just a vastness, all the air is here. You breathe it in and you say, My breath. You breathe it out, where is your breath? Life becomes like that in many ways. I don't like to talk like this too much because the mind is the first one to get it wrong. Okay? Oh, he said this thing. What did you mean by that? I said, oh my God! Oh. Sorry, I didn't know you were in the room. This is open space. We are listening in the listening spirit, not just with the mind. That you're listening in open terrain. We don't mind. The essence goes inside, just like when you eat food. There are different qualities. There are different um, sort of like uh, um, you may say different uh, qualities in the food that goes to different places. So, do you have to know where they go? No, they, everything is taken care of. <laughs> Thank you. Very good. Seguiremos viendo. Voy a seguir por este camino. We keep seeing each other because I'm going to continue in this path. Very good. Very good. Can you not continue? <laughs> or in fact, something is continuing. Something is continuing. You know? But even that which is continuing is also observed. Can I say that? I have to keep pushing right to the hill. Yeah, something is continuing. I am aware of continuation. I'm beyond even continuing. Can you can you meet those that word? Yeah, good. And then absolutely empty, 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 and yet empty, 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 and you are still very. You are even more here, really. The more there, there, the less there is of this you person mind. The more there is of you, as just if if I can even call it more, more doesn't mean anything. More of me don't mean nothing. Less of me means nothing at all. Huh? Are we speaking the the language now? Yeah. Consciousness is our language. Yeah. French and English and Japanese. These are translations 
of consciousness. Our language is consciousness. Much bigger than uh, our conditioning, social, religious, whatever, national conditioning. No, it's less than you as consciousness. You can adapt to anything. Just like water, we talk like this. If you put water in this vase, look, it takes the shape of that. If you put it in my hand, it takes the shape of my hand. If I put it in some kind of shape like this, it takes the shape of that. But we know water has no shape. The consciousness has no shape. But it will, it will assume the shape of whatever concepts you want to use, for now. Does it make you feel insecure that you are so fluid? <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I go back to you. Uh, oh, uh, let me, can I can I read read a little bit now? Read a little bit now, so you can uh, relax a little bit and uh, let's see what we have. Hmm? Um, okay, better be good. Come, who who is saying there? Okay, come. You want to? Namaste, Mushi. Namaste. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. I want to check in with you. Mm -hmm. I am here. It's here all the time. It's not in time. I am before everything. That is true. Covered your knowledge, your original knowingness. Even the words are merely an afterthought. You are that. All is that, but in each. Uh, instrument, it is realized uniquely.
Namaste, Master. Some fear came up about being one or being two, about duality. I have stopped because I am afraid of realizing there is only one. <laughs> How is it possible? Am I one? Thank you, getter. That's it. I will read again. Namaste, Master. Some fear came up about being one or being two, about duality. Before this fear came, what was your state? Just you here. If you were empty, I said, leave every thought, every idea, even every self-assessment, even things that you felt sure about, just for a moment, just for the sake of being empty, leave them. You can put them back again in a second. Yes, I won't cheat. Uh, uh, leave everything, everything, everything. So you are just here. And we are finding now, more and more people here also, is able to say, yes, it is possible, I am totally empty. Is emptiness something that I have done? Hmm? It is in my presence. So does that make me a magician or something? Hmm? Is emptiness, you see, is it something that has been caused to happen? Is it a conjuring? Is it an illusion? Hmm? This emptiness that you discover, I say you discover, you see. So let's begin from emptiness. Emptiness is not a beginning. It is already here. No? So if I say let's begin, then we start something inside the emptiness. Emptiness is not going to move over for something to begin. Because there cannot be any beginning or ending outside or apart from emptiness. It is happening as a movement inside the vastness or the emptiness. Is it clear like that? Okay, now. Then <clears throat> some fear has come up about being one or being two. What does it mean? You are already here. I'm not asking you to change something, okay? We are just here to find out what is already so and is ever so. Because do we know anything that we have experienced that we can say is uh, always so? No, things are constantly changing, like traffic in front, sensation, thought, feeling, in the body, out of the body, in front, behind, above, they all. But there's an awareness of them. Is the awareness moving about? 
So that's why I say, this is the emptiness. It is here. Amazingly, very few people seem to be aware of emptiness. Or they think they are not. They think emptiness is some kind of special state. Sometimes people feel emptiness is like a special place or state that people who meditate go to. They don't see that even in between two thoughts is emptiness. They don't see that even during thought there is just emptiness. So those who have discovered, not created, discovered, recognize the emptiness, see that even somethingness has no reality apart from the emptiness. Let me keep it simple now. So uh, she say that this should be taught from school, from children, and it's not a bad idea. No, to become aware, but the teachers would have to know it. <laughs> Otherwise, who is going to teach it? Hmm? Only emptiness can teach emptiness. The somethingness cannot teach emptiness. So, out of this emptiness or within this emptiness, a fear has come up about being one or being two, about duality. I have stopped because I am afraid of realising there is only one. What does it mean? What kind of one? Yeah? Are there two consciousnesses? I am afraid. She writes here, it is a very small letter. No? I, am, I have stopped. I don't know what that means. If stop means I turn off the, the, the. So I don't know if she's watching. Uh, Geta, are you watching? I hope you are. <laughs> if you say I've stopped, what you mean? Stop. You mean you stop watching the program, or you just stopped? What means stop? Because even if you stop, can you stop experiencing? Can you say today, I'm going to have a day off from experiencing? So experiencing happening is happening spontaneously, okay? Not choice. Now we say, I have stopped because I'm afraid of realizing there's only one. I can understand that. Because for a long time in the mind they seem like there's many. And I enjoy the world of many. I can do so many things in the world of manyness. Okay? But now come I'm afraid of realizing there's only one. One what? One of many? Huh? Somebody once say, there's only one of us. One of us? But us means two or more, no? There's only one of us. I have stopped, whatever that means, because I'm afraid of realizing there is only one. So you are perfectly empty. And then someone says, yes. We are one. <laughs> what? I I don't want to be one with you. I don't mind to be one with you. <laughs> but you, no. 
I mean, do we have this? What it mean, um, one? Why should it bring so much terror? You know? Say, I have stopped because I'm afraid of realizing there's only one. How is it possible? How is what possible that there's one? It's not a possibility. It's a fact. Now that's going to cause real trouble. Now finishing, the question comes, am I one? But you will have to be here to talk a little bit more. I don't know what is happening in your head when you hear, if I say, you ask, am I one? And I says, yes, we are. <laughs> thank you, Geta. I don't know if it's thank you is appropriate yet. Thank who? We are one. <laughs> I think we need to talk, Getter. Until Getter get it, basically. <laughs> yeah. So maybe someone understands some fear came up about being one or being two about duality. I have stopped because I am afraid of realizing that there is only one. How is it possible? It's an honest uh, letter also. I would just like to spend a little time to clarify in her presence and hope you haven't just switched off. You see? From the one. Okay, let me read on a bit more where I put my stash. Dear Mujibaba, when listening to the invitation and your pointings, I am taken to a place which you describe as a vast, intelligent vibration. Okay. Sitting quietly this morning before listening to satsang, it appeared that I can not only perceive the person, its thoughts. Sitting quietly this morning before listening to satsang, it appeared that I can not only perceive the person, its thoughts, emotions, etc., but also that vast intelligent vibration. This I was unfathomable. Is this correct seeing? Thank you for your pointings, your warmth and love. That's Jeffrey Oliver. Uh, from Perth in Australia, and is, I can see you're with someone here. No? <clears throat> Sitting quietly this morning, before listening to satsang, it appeared that I can, I can not only perceive the person, its thoughts and emotions. This is true, but also that vast intelligent vibration. So even the vastness, you see. Uh, it is perceivable. In what way is it perceivable? In some subtle objective expression? Or is it some an intuitive knowing that does not rely on measurement? Now this is important, see? Say I can I'm not only aware of the person and its thoughts and emotions, which I'm sure you all know what I'm speaking now when we say like that. Emotions, thoughts, feelings, sensations they're just drifting in and out through the space of your being, but your being is not drifting about. We have conquered that or not? Yes. Thank you. Very good. Okay. Now 
let's look at the vastness. Not only am I able to perceive the thoughts, emotions, etc., but also that vast intelligent vibration that I, this I, was unfathomable. So the the I which is perceiving them, or the I which is synonymous with them. We didn't say, uh, Jeffrey did not mention, but let's put it both ways. So, not only was I able to perceive person, its thoughts and emotions, but also that vast intelligent uh, vibration. So I want to see: is it an optical seeing, or is it a, a sense? But yet, it is not a guess. Can you follow? It is a knowing, but it is not a scientific-like kind of knowing. Yes. And is that an acceptable knowledge? Because we have grown to think, you know, we are at the moment what I call, um, you know, the doubting Thomas knowers. Meaning that unless I can see it and touch it and smell it and taste it, then that means it's real. But some people say yes. But also in dream you can taste honey. Honey tastes like honey. Hmm? Rain feels wet. Fire feels hot. But it's also a dream, also. No. But we're saying now we're not just relying on physical, material measurements. Now, how do you perceive the vastness? You're only here in this tiny body. How far can you go? Maybe as far as your sight can reach, you can say. And yet we are speaking of a deeper knowing, a kind of knowing that says, "I can perceive the vastness." You see, the vast, intelligent vibration. You call it vibration. Vibration is, for me, more of a kind of thing. But uh, the intelligent uh, vastness. Okay, let's say like this: Is the vastness an optical recognition? You see. Or some other way. Yes, I can feel that there is no end. That there is no end. Is it imaginary? I would like a bit more feedback than this. Come on. Is it? Is it? Is it? Uh, don't shout. No. <laughs> is it an imaginary measurement? You see, like you know. Yes, I can imagine. No, no. You say it's not. So there are many people. Who are called experts and professionals, who probably will dismiss your your response. You understand? They'll say, "Well, we can't prove. It. You can't prove it. It's just in your mind." Yes, it's just in your mind. Isn't almost everything just in our mind anyway? Like this, in the mind of scientists also. Okay. Anyway, but. Uh, uh, so can not not only I can perceive the person's thoughts, emotion, but also the vast intelligent vibration. Okay, this I was unfathomable. We use the word was now. So did that pass? The I itself was in that moment of seeing unfathomable, meaning that it must be linked with the vast intelligent vibration, or even more subtle. To be said that it's unfathomable, you know. So, but that 
would be perceived also. Have I gone too far? Okay, so then that would also be perceived. By what? I won't accept your answers, by the way. By what? Let the question, give the, give the question some space in you. By what would it be perceived? The fact is already that it is perceived, isn't it? Now, if I were to ask, yeah, it is perceived. By what could it be perceived? Huh? You cannot say. By the unspeakable. Must be by the unspeakable, isn't it? Where is this sense of you or I now? You know, this is probably, I would put it, the, probably the most important conversation happening on the planet at the moment. At least for us. <laughs> okay? Huh? That we are looking in this way. When we look in this way, are these things, this, the very I itself, the firstborn of language, is itself perceived? And it says, it is unfathomable, meaning what? You cannot come to the end of it. Now the question is this correct seeing? Yes. Who cannot come to the end of it? This I was unfathomable, something recognized. The I, even in its highest and subtlest expression, we cannot come to the end of it. Being what? Who cannot come to the end of it? Unfathomable. Is this correct seeing? Is it? Well, it is certainly a profound seeing. Is it merely a game? I like her. She's got. Could be. Maybe somebody. Yeah, it's a game. If your attitude is, yeah, wow. Let's see how far we can go. Tut, tut. Huh? Thank you for your pointings, your warmth, and your love. Such looking. It is transformative, meaning that anything that does not correspond to the depth and the power of that insight, that will begin to disintegrate. You will not want it. You see, sometimes you will sit together, sometimes not even speaking, just sitting together. And thereafter, if somebody comes and speaks, it just sounds like, what? It sounds so, so far away, so small. Why? Because you have transcended the field of words. You are now in the space of being. Hmm? Would that make you, um, what you would say now, would that make you incapable of functioning in the world? I like it. I like it. They say, who else is coming? 
You're okay with this, huh? It's good we can we are doing our contemplation with it. <clears throat> thank you. Muji, dear Muji, thank you. This online retreat is very powerful for me. You say to go from here to here, from the head to the heart. Come from this place. I hear this and want to be able to be in this place of the heart. At the beginning of the invitation, uh, there was no thought, just clarity and openness. As you begin to ask the questions, I am back in the head. It is like too much noise as I pay attention to the question and everything closes in. I want to be able to hear and not be in the head. Can you help me? Lin, it's good, it's good. So you said, as you, um, I I hear this. Uh, I want to be able to be in this place of the heart. You have heard me enough said, you know that uh, I want to be in this place of the heart. Signify at least two things: the heart and one who wants to be in it. The one who wants to be in the heart, obviously feel, I am away from the heart. And this one, everyone can relate to this one. Yes? Because we are in a common field of personal identity. We believe the, the one we are speaking from and as is uh, the... Um, this me feeling, which is a mixture of mind and uh, and presence, hmm? that this one wants to understand and get something. No, it wants to be in the heart. Okay, so I have to take that. I have to accept that as at least it's an impulse from life, a wish to be in a more stable place. And we have to work with that. But at the same time, I need to point out that this one who says, I want to be in the heart more, I understand that, I know where it comes from, I see the one who speaks it, but we want to correct something. I want to be more in the heart. It feels like a very true statement coming from a very true and factual entity. But nobody questions whether that could possibly be a thought construct a belief, I want to be uh, more in the heart. Another way of saying, I want to be more in myself. Can you see? Uh, heart is not some stranger like, you know, heart is where God lives over there, and I want to go there. No, heart means who I am truly. Hmm? So, what it implies is that you obviously can have a sense of an existence okay, where you are apart from your true self. Which, in effect, that's what ego means. I'm living in the belief that I'm something that is far less than what I actually am. 
And now I want to come to the end of this. I want to return to my true state. Okay, fair enough. Like that, no? At the beginning of the invitation, there was no thought. Fine, like right now or whatever. Maybe there's no thought, just clarity and openness. Just clarity and openness. Okay. As you begin to ask the questions, I am back in the head. Why? Huh? These questions, no one is asking these questions. They're not going to be asked in work. You're not going, your family is not probably going to ask you these kind of questions. Your employer is not going to ask you these questions. Your employee is not going to ask you these questions. Your friends are not going to ask you these questions. Your synagogue or church is not asking you these questions. Politicians are not asking you these questions. Nobody's asking this question, such as, will you come to this place and look, leave everything, leave everything. Even anybody asking you to leave everything? Leave everything. When you leave everything, what is remaining here that cannot be left? Who is asking this question? I would put that at the core of the solution of human problems by discovering this, not as a philosophy, but as a discovery. Would people want to know about this? No, mostly. Some, but not most. Some people think, oh, we got the answer. Let's go to 10 Downing Street. Buckingham Palace, Your Majesty, ah, I want to have a word with you. <laughs> Mr. Trump, <laughs> I want to speak with you. I found a wonderful thing for America. <laughs> what response are you going to get? <laughs> okay? Well, just fun. It's all right. It's fun. It's okay. You know? I'm just saying. Don't feel that somehow something that you discovered everybody's going to want it, it doesn't work like that. Okay? So as you begin to ask the questions, I am back in my head. It is like too much noise as I pay attention to the question and everything closes in. Why is too much noise? Because it is as though something inside is saying, Look, you know, but you were peaceful before. Look. There was clarity and openness. Why you want to disturb that? Well, it is disturbable. That's one thing for sure. If it was not disturbable, fine. Uh, farewell. Be well. But if it is disturbable, if you're saying, oh, I'm just clarity and openness, and then something goes, how dare you? Then what is clarity and openness for you? A moment or something, we are not talking about momentary states of pleasure and happiness. I am talking about that unbroken peace and love and life. And I want to see if it is possible or whether it is a myth. Is it a spiritual fantasy? And I want to come and prove it with you in you, in us, today. So, 
when the questions are being asked, it's like too much noise as I pay attention to the question and everything closes in. Yes, I believe you. Something begins to resist, like, ah, why not just leave me alone? I was in openness and clarity. You see? So you are going to have to be a bit more tough than that to say, yes, like, you know, why should I be so disturbed if I've really found something that is really true? You know, it must be lasting. I'm not trying to give you, you know, souvenirs, spiritual souvenirs. You know, you're trying to find that which is permanent in you. Okay? I want to be able to hear and not be in the head. This is beautiful. I want to be able to follow the questions, you see? Because they're gonna give me something even more powerful and more stable than momentary clarity and openness. If moment, if if clarity and openness are kind of momentary, then no, I'd rather leave that aside and go for that which is stable and ever present. That's what. See, can you help me? Yes, like that. That when these thoughts come, like even that at the beginning of invitation, something wants to say, yeah, but before I was clear and open, you know. So do I need to do the invitation if I'm clear and open? Yes. The invitation cannot make you less clear and open. You see? So I would say that, that you expose that, that that play happens as it does for many people. I'm happy that people expose that that thing can happen. You are on the verge of discovering one of the most important discoveries in your life. And something uh, does not want to cooperate. The psychological aspect of the mind is not willingly cooperating with anything that threatens its power. Like that. I will read on the music. I will do late, late. I'll do one more for now. I like to read these because they give a chance to respond to them in a universal way. Uh, Okay, hi Muji. I'm attending the satsang online and I am grateful. This morning I empathized with one of the beings speaking with you. I felt as if it was my own meeting with the self, or it seemed so to me. A flash shook and overwhelmed my body, and I lost any reference to time and space, but there was fear. It felt like a panic attack, and I recognized being claustrophobic. This has been happening during the last years while meditating, when I reach this formless place where I clearly feel an expansion. I have learned to accept this and not to run away, but for a long time I have been avoiding meditation because I am afraid to reach this point. Can you shed some light on this situation? Many thanks to you and everybody sharing. Monica. A good one to finish on today? Okay. So uh, here is someone who has been meditating for some time and also listening to satsang and finding that in the listening, some things are falling away and we are coming to a space of emptiness. Okay? And right there, as we come into this expansiveness, Fear comes. Why? 
why fear come? Fear is coming, why? It, the only way it can come is because it is interpreting the vastness like it's a black hole. You're going to be sucked into that black hole. Nobody's going to see you. They won't even be incarnations for you. Okay? And that's how black that hole is. You know? You go close, and whoa, like this, and nearly. No, so some image must come to you that I'm coming in, and the mind says, You are disappearing. You're disappearing, disappearing. Is that good? I'm disappearing. What's disappearing? Can we stop for a minute there? Is it my bad things are disappearing because I'm okay with that? I'll sign for that, okay? But is my good things disappearing too? Please tell me. Okay? So something, I'm, I'm disappearing. This is one of the things that will come. I'm disappearing, actually. Right now, the mind is very, very much in this play. You're feeling like, whoa. Your references in personal terms are slipping away. And there is just a sense of fastness, emptiness, okay? You know? Then the mind is saying, yeah, wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. Pow! Okay? But no pow come. Your pow would be, that's your pow. There's no pow coming, no. Okay? Mind is putting something for you. That if you stay like that, yeah, it's the beginning of the end. Oh, 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 hold on to your seat. You're going to disappear. You're going to disappear. Five, four, three. Stop, stop, stop. I'm telling you these things because it's likely that it can play in your mind like that. Hmm? Emptiness is just the calm before the storm. No, it's not like that at all. So even in meditation, for some people, meditating for some time, come to a point where um, you say beautifully, it felt like a panic attack, and I recognize, uh, I recognize being claustrophobic. All of these is the, the mind playing its best hand. You know, claustrophobia, closing down. Some people start to like this. You know? It happens all the time. Okay? Now, um, and this has been happening during the past years while meditating. When I reach this formless place where I clearly feel an expansion. I have learned to accept this and not to run away, but for a long time I have been avoiding meditation. Now you see what happened. Now you don't want to go to meditation because you think I'm gonna, I'm gonna come to this point. You're enjoying the meditation up until it starts to come to like emptiness. Is the emptiness something in front of you or inside you? Huh? Is the emptiness like you know Star Trek? We're going to wow, just whoa, you know, put it, or is the emptiness your own self? Is it inside? Is it outside? Is it inside and outside? Or what is it? So she felt like I stopped because 
I've got to get to the bottom of this. You know, what's actually happening? Will it actually come that I go there and vanish? I want to tell you something. I may have shared it before with you. Some years ago, a couple of nuns decided to do this meditation course. They did a meditation course, and then they wrote a book about their experiences. Okay? And uh, the, what they say is that they went into meditation, and yes, for sure, everything vanished. I'm just giving you a very pinpoint of it. Everything vanished. Nothing was there. There was no you and me, or this or that. And there was, but it was just like a, a, just an infinite blackness was there, and that it was cold, and there was no love, and all this kind of stuff. Okay. Is it true? No. What happened in your case? They did the course. They came. They went on the course, but they may have come on that course with a very, uh, maybe some Christian fear or something. Some fear that you know, like you know, we're coming here as researchers. Okay, you know. So, what happened is that the mind imitates the vastness. I said once, the vastness which is seen by the mind is not the true vastness. The vastness in which the mind is seen, that is the true. Understand? What happened is the mind itself simulated, because none of this would have been possible if the mind could not imitate the self. So that we are trying out different versions to see if we can get one version that's better than the original one. So this is what happened. The mind will imitate to for the fear because you have an inclination towards being afraid. So it will simulate this thing and it will say, Yeah, okay, there's no feeling, there's no you, there's no me, there's no there's no distance. It's just a, a great blackness. There's no right or no wrong. Hmm? But there's no love. And it's cold. And they are writing about meditation. If you have if you retain a prejudice in your mind, it will contribute to your overall view. They did not go totally to experience it and leave themselves aside. And it's the same thing that can happen. You are about to discover, or you are discovering the fullness of yourself. But fear starts to come. It didn't get you first time, second time, not. Now it comes now, like maybe. You're just going to vanish, and you'll never come back. It will put some threat, and that threat will bring you back into person. And it is the personal aspect of yourself that can be afraid. Your heart cannot be afraid. Why? Because it's being relieved from the nuisance of the ego mind. Why it should be afraid? 
So I learned to accept that mind will play like that. I have learned to accept this and not to run away. But for a long time, I have been avoiding meditation, because I am afraid to reach this point. Are you afraid to reach a point in you? I am asking you this question now, that uh, something is still pushing up situations, reminding you of personal things, to get your attention. Like the more you are coming in, the more the, 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 the you are closing in, on the thief is in the garden somewhere. You know, he starts to throw stones in the bush. You're going, whoa! I think he's over there. That's maybe you'll get distracted, and so he can escape. It almost feel like this, no? Um, and can you shed some light on this situation? I think we just have like that. There's nothing to be afraid of. Everyone who has woken up to the truth. I've passed through these dilemmas and these kind of things from the mind. You have to, in order to then later come and guide others, you know, yes, yes, these things will these things will come. All these things they come for myself also. Some fear and like this one time in the early stages when I was doing looking into some of these things, and then at one point a thing came into my mind. That um, if I went one step more, I was going to become Quasimodo. <laughs> Quasimodo. I don't even know the guy. I mean, I saw one old black and white movie that from France of some guy from living by the bells, the bells. And uh, I think the mind was desperate. He was a bit late. He's trying to find something. Uh, Quasimodo. Quasimodo. <laughs> I saw, and for a moment it caught me because at that time, you know, I have more self-consciousness about you know being a cool guy and this type of stuff. So actually, the mind was right. Quasimodo was not appealing at all, you know, because I'm still living in my town. Some people they go away, they are experiencing awakening in another town. Nobody know them, but everything is happening in my own town. And uh, I couldn't see myself going down Brixton Hill, <laughs> you know. So it caught me for a moment. I thought, whoa, whoa, whoa! I don't know if I'm ready to take that one at all. You know, that's heavy. You know, look, Lord, I'll go everywhere, but please, not that. <laughs> but so strong it was in my heart that what I need, what I needed, and I saw that this is a scam. Because it wasn't the first time that fear came up on the path like that. And so I felt I'd take the risk. I will take the risk, you see? And then I just. And I kept on. I think I was reading some, a book or something on maybe Sri Ramakrishna or something like that. And these fears came. It came another time. It came another time very strongly. I don't remember now. Very strong. Uh, outside of the underground station uh, in Brixton is one of the most busy underground stations in London. Opposite, there is a place called Body Shop, and another shop called Morley's right there. In that space between the two, they used to have a lot of things going on there. One Saturday I was passing, and there were people 
from a church of God, you know, very, very dynamic, you know, tambourines and hallelujah, praise the Lord. And la, 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 la. But I liked it. I was standing by the side of the road and watching, and it's very, very powerful and very full of spirit and love, and people shouting in the street and dancing and drums. And, and I was watching, and then like a thought came, you know, like, join them. <laughs> Join them. Join them for Jesus. Huh? I thought, no, no, no. No, man. Please don't, 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 no, no. I was looking and I seen this. I'm in the middle of town, you know. People know me here, you know. And it was hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Jesus. And I can say, no, I know no. I said, listen, Father, if you're gonna if I need to do that. You have to put that spirit in me because I, it, it really be false, you know. And then I said, you know what? Maybe I'm just being afraid. I'm too much protecting my ego. This is many years ago. And I said, okay, I'll go. And as I go, as I move to go over there, they start packing up. Okay, I'm being reminded uh, that uh, we are very, very on. It's 12.34, and uh, I think we save the rest for later on. I remember you guys. Okay, thank you. Okay, quickly, we will have our music for today. Were we ready? or? Yes, the kitchen is waiting. Okay.
you were in me, you were one with me, when nobody cared, when no one was there, you were with me, you were in me, you were one with me.
to the joy, to the love, to the gladness. From the fears, from the tears, from the sadness. To the joy, to the love, to the gladness. I am I am home.